0: side for
1: Elba. Elba will score! Elba will score! Newcastle have won!
0: Whisper, welcome back, mate. Second time this week. What's
1: doing? Second time this week, mate. Not a whole lot's changed. Still uh, reversing trades left, right, and center.
0: Mate, you predicted that uh, Teamless Tuesday for round 11 would be a uh, pretty big
1: knock, and it didn't miss. No, mate. Uh, obviously, with all the the falling outs of Magic Round, there was always going to be some shake-ups, and there's been plenty. Uh, I think the talking point, obviously, the Million Dollar Man in Milford, uh, Teddy, not Teddy, uh, Kelly Walters has swung the axe yet again, and we've brought in Albert Kelly, who... Don't get me wrong. I love Albert Kelly, but it, it's it's been a, a fair fair innings between uh, between runs for him in the roll hasn't it? Mate, it certainly has. And I, I was
0: watching. Um, I pretty much watched every highlight of uh, his Queensland Cup from this year. And you know what? He's he's been scoring a lot of tries, been laying a lot on. But good God, he looks slow. He's definitely not the player he used to be. And I, you know, I I, I don't know if the blokes around him were just slower, but I think it's going to be a big step up in pace for him. I think he's going to be very interesting. Uh, Mate, another thing that stood out to me are uh, the Dragons pack and the Canterbury pack looking very different, aren't they? Uh,
1: but we touched on this before we pressed record. The the Canterbury pack. Apart from Luke Thompson is, is reserve grade at best. We've got C Manafaga guy, uh Sony Katoa, Luke Thompson, Matt Dory, Chris Smith, Renol Tony Uh that doesn't wreak reserve grade, then I don't know what does, mate. And then as for the Dragons, there's been a plethora of ins and outs. Their forward pack ain't much better. Blake Laurie, Andrew McCulloch, Paul Vaughan. Uh that three screens, mint and potatoes, front rowers. Uh the back row, Josh Kerr, Jackson Ford, and the lock in Farmer Souley. So yeah, definitely a few shake ups that probably aren't favourable for for Trent Barrett and Hook Griffin.
0: Mate, uh, buy-hold sells for this week. Obviously, heading into round 13, we're going to be focusing on that. And one guy that we mentioned last week, he will play round 13. It is, of course, Ryan Madison. Scored about 75 on the weekend. Uh, as we both spoke about, it could have quite easily been 110 or so, couldn't
1: it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you missed Maddo last week, I still think uh, there's plenty of room to pick him up. Uh, I'd be very, very shocked if he plays Origin, but Freddie Fittler's done weirder things before. But, yeah, uh, plays round 13, People are worried about owning uh, Papali'i and Madison. I don't think that's too much of an issue. They're both fantastic scorers. So, yeah, I think you're still picking up matter at a good discounted rate. And probably one of these guys will be in your side uh, come grand final week.
0: For sure, mate. And their, their job security is obviously fantastic in that side too. Uh, let's move to another guy playing round 13, James Fisher-Harris, uh, a guy that... I know we've been talking about him for a couple of weeks. I've sort of had him in my trades the last three weeks and then reversed it at the back end of the week. And, of course, he's got a few uh, few meat pies over
1: the last few weeks, so that's really hurt us, hasn't it? I am spewing about this because I was happy just to wait until the last minute to pick him up. And then, yeah, obviously Murphy's law suggests he he bags two pies and and shoots through. The minutes aren't fantastic, but the workload's always there for James Fisher-Harris. So he should be a focal point in that team for round 13. You would would expect no Isaiah Yo and no Kurt Catewell. So Fisher-Harris should see a big production increase for round 13. Mate, uh, another guy that I've seen a lot of people investing in, and
0: I understand it's a quick uh, cash grab, but... Geez, Jarvid Bowen, I mean, there's a lot of guys to come back into this side. You mentioned them before we started recording, and I'll hand over to you in a second. But job security seems to be a massive worry for me. And even if there wasn't job security, I'm not sure if he's got the form to hold a spot in this side. Uh, what are
1: your thoughts on Bowen? I mean, Hamasai, Ted and Justin O'Neill come back into the side very, very shortly. He's got an okay base, um, but surely people aren't looking to pick up cash before round 13. Uh, I don't understand it. He's the most traded player in this week. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this buy personally, but I thought we'd touch on it today because he is so popular. Yeah, uh, I think uh, the way that the Cowboys are going, Todd Payton could definitely chop and change. And there's two other senior members, or I say senior, two other more experienced players in that squad to come back in. I think Bowen might be the one that miss out there. I mean, if you've got an absolute
0: plethora of trades, I can potentially understand it, but I still, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I think if you haven't used nearly close to your maximum amount of trades so far. I, I I think you're
1: potentially doing it wrong, aren't you? He's a bit more expensive, but I'd much prefer Max Fiego uh, from the Dragons as a as a potential speculative pickup. I understand he's got job job security issues too, but uh, I'd much prefer him as the pickup over, over Javid Bowen. So for me, it's a miss. Mate, let's
0: move to the holds. And uh, this guy he has been talked about a lot recently. Uh, personally, I'm going to be holding him probably until the end of round 17, to be honest with you. It is Sammy Walker, the Roosters' halfback. Uh, really favourable matchup this week against the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, how how, do you, how are you going to
1: play it out with Sam Walker? Got a mammoth break even this week. I think it's 130-odd. But uh, for me, he's got one more week left in the eyes and who's before he is he's shafted on for around 13 halfback. Um, yeah, I think Sammy Walker, he's done a fantastic job. He's made us a stack of cash, but there is some inconsistencies in his game. And for that money, I think we can probably look at someone a little bit more secure. But Sammy Walker's done a brilliant job for, for super coaches. And hopefully uh, he gets some rest over, over the next couple of weeks and, and fixes up any niggles that he has. Uh, I'm not against the idea of holding him to around 17, just from the fact for me, Obviously, you and I are playing the next couple of rounds very, very differently, so I need as many troops on deck as possible and uh, one position that will be clogged up by Nathan Cleary. I need to free up a space elsewhere, and that means Sebi Walker drops out. But uh, he's holding me for one more week due to the favorable matchup. Uh, Basically, a a midday game. Not a midday game. Basically, an afternoon game at the SEG. He plays at 5.30, so hopefully he puts on a, a clinic. May no doubt some big
0: in- inconsistencies with Sam Walker, but gee whiz, if you, if you do sell him, it's going to be a nervous watch over the next few weeks because geez, if he was in any other side, it'd be a different story. But in this team, they're literally just working their football around Sam Walker, aren't they? It's
1: been a Trent Robinson masterstroke. I've never seen uh, so much... Responsibility given to to such a young player and yep. we heard the stories of him uh, basically pulling the team aside in his debut week and saying this is how we're playing. That takes balls from an 18-year-old and I think that's earned a lot of respect from him around the club but the the raps on him have been proven tenfold. He's he's a sensational footballer uh, not just in Supercoach but obviously on the eye test as well. The thing that I loved also I heard um,
0: Corey Norman talking about him the other day that when they played him on Anzac Day that um, when, when Corey Norman was defending, just listening to the stuff Sam Walker was saying, he was just blown away, like grabbing guys like Rhea Hargraves, Takiaho, telling them where to be, what they need to do. It's it's unreal for a kid his age, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's obviously just a, a very, very mature head on him. And uh, there's probably not many better systems in the NRL to, to develop a young football than the Sydney
0: Roosters right now. Mate, tell me about Tyrone PG, Obviously suspended at the moment. Will be back for round 13, as you pointed out to me uh, off mic earlier. You're holding him if you've got him, are you?
1: I would be. I don't think he's he's an exorbitant amount of money that, that's sitting there. I think he's still in that decent mid-range position. Uh, option to, to hold him, playing for round 13, playing for round 14, and then look to, to shift him on uh, once his time in the sun comes. But yeah, if the suspension was any longer, it'd be, a, it'd be a sell. But the fact he's going to be out for round 11 and round 12, should be back for round 13. Uh, with no Tino as well, uh, definitely could see big minutes for, for the peach.
0: Mate, tell me about Dane Laurie. Obviously, the West Tigers fullback, he's had a sensational start to this season. He's a guy that I, I can't imagine selling before round 13, but a lot of people are.
1: Uh, A lot of people I met, he's the most uh, traded out this week uh, with a 4% trade out um, that isn't named Ryan Pappenhausen. So, look, I don't understand this. He has a huge break even this week. I understand that's 107 from memory. Uh, But yeah, if you've held him this long, I would definitely be be holding on for the extra week or two after round 13. Then we can look to shift him on. A guy that that also has some inconsistencies in a side that's nowhere near as good enough as the Roosters, but uh, just another hand to to have in the side for round 13. I think uh, it's crazy to sell him. Mate, uh, the last
0: week, obviously, a lot of suspensions, a lot of 10 in the bins. Uh, No shock, Josh Maguire, he featured heavily, so he's not in the dragon side this week. Uh, They've named Farmer Silly, jersey 13. He's obviously come over from the Roosters last year. How do you see him playing out over the next few weeks?
1: Uh, he's got a break-even of 40-odd this week. I was going to look at bringing him in this week personally myself, but I might wait the week and see how the minutes go. Uh, off mic, you were telling me about a hot prospect in uh, in Jaden Hunt. You think uh, he's one of the one of the future front rowers of the game playing big minutes in New South Wales Cup. So uh, there could be some potential minute issues there, but the great thing about Supercoach is with break-evens and how they work, Farmer we can wait a week. Even if he has a, a sensational game and scores 60-odd, his prices are going to go up by too much. So, yeah, I'm going to be waiting a week on Farmer Sully and look to bring him in. Uh, for round 13 we look at the way that Hook Griffin used Tyrell Maona, uh, in the 13 role uh, Farmer has a, an over 1 PPM a game so if he can get anywhere between 50 to 55 minutes a game there should be some decent coin to be made there and be a great option to plug and play for round 13
0: I think it becomes really interesting with this Dragons forward back. You've also got Jackson Ford in there, a guy that I absolutely love. And interesting to see if he plays 80 minutes on the edge. He has been playing 80 minutes in New South Wales Cup. uh, But the Dragons, traditionally, they have shifted him to to the middle quite often. Uh, As you said, there's a kid that I like, Jaden Hunt, making his debut. He's got a huge workload, plays big minutes down there. We've seen that uh, Hook, he does like to use Daniel Alvaro for big minutes at times. So it could go one of many ways, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely could, and uh, that's why it's 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 good to watch. I mean, the Dragons do play round thirteen, so there's plenty of mouths we can pick from here. Uh, short, short, shorts Fawn. Uh, he's another one I'm looking at as well. If he can get uh, some increased output, Blake Laurie in the front row as well. I know that the boys from the weekly rubdown are huge on Blake Laurie, um, but yeah, Daniel Alvaro plays big minutes as well. Cade Ellis. So it's just it's a wait and see on how Hook's going to use this new forward pack for me before we pull the trigger on anyone too significant.
0: Mate, uh, let's dive into some cells, and we're headlined by the Melbourne Storm fullback, Ryan Pappenhausen, obviously out this week. Um, I wouldn't say I'm confident we see him next week. Hopefully we do, but, um, oh, jeez, if, if you held Ryan Pappenhausen through all those injuries for him to come back last week, which I know a
1: couple of people did, jeez,
0: it's a stinger,
1: isn't it? I know I know, plenty of people, mate, that, uh, that sold Pap for Ponga and then sold Ponga for Pap. So if oh, you if you went down that route, that's... Uh, route. Absolute trouble, trouble station. But yeah, look, if you held Pap, it was a, it was a gross watch. Um, I'm not confident he'll be back next week. But in saying that, if if we're 50 50, where does that leave the, the likes of Nico Hines? Another popular trade in this week that could have limited shelf life as well. So it's uh, it's a tough one to to swallow if you held Pap. If it's a, it's a nervous wait if you bought uh, Nico Hines.
0: Mate, the one with Nico Hines, I mean, in our position where we've used a lot of trades doesn't really make
1: sense to me, but are they chasing last week's points there? I mean, we know Nico Hines is a gun. Uh, when he starts, I think he averages well over well over 80, uh, and that's in recent years gone by. And um, do we think that performance on the weekend's added an extra 250K onto his contract for next year? Mate, quite possibly. I I said a while ago,
0: you know, before the ball was kicked this year, Someone needs to pay overs to get this guy because when he gets an opportunity, he's gonna blow it out of the water. And he certainly has. I mean, the overs you were gonna pay six months ago, it's probably cheap compared to what you're gonna have to pay now. He's he is just an absolute star, Nico Hines, isn't he?
1: Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. If you tell me in the preseason that Nico Heinz signs a, a 600k a year deal, I'd say crazy, but now that's probably reasonable for, for the way that he's playing and, with no Munster as well. I think that's only going to help him. They've got a, an okay matchup this week, so he could be a, a good captain option
0: as well. Mate, it's actually unbelievable, this system. I mean, over the last six years, like, dare I say, Nico Hines, he's an absolute freak, but he might be the worst fullback they've produced over the last six years, and he's still probably better than probably 80% of teams' fullbacks they've produced. It is unbelievable. What have we
1: got? We've got Slater, we've got Munster, we've got Hughes, we've got Drinkwater, Pappenhausen, Hines. Uh, Am I missing anyone? No, mate, I, 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 I think that's the list, but, I mean, it's only been six years. And, 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 probably, and probably in that order as well. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to say Pappenhaus would be um, the, the second worst fullback on that list uh, below guys like Drinkwater and stuff, but it just shows you the the, the product of talent that they keep pumping out.
0: And, mate, I mean, like a guy like Josh O'Carr who said that he wants to have a crack at fullback, personally, I think he's going to be a better winger, but if he was to jump into fullback, geez, I don't think he'd be outside of the top 15 fullbacks just with his natural
1: ability. It honestly is unbelievable. No, it's um, it's it. Look, people put down the Storm success to to Cronk, Smith, and Slater, and, and I understand that. But when you're producing quality uh, footballers like this uh, every year, and you can you can develop them and move them on, uh, it shows you the the quality of of product they've got at the Melbourne Storm. There,
0: mate, it is unreal. Let's move uh, another sell. We spoke about him earlier, Josh McGuire, a guy that we were both pretty keen on a couple of weeks ago. Thankfully, neither of us pulled the trigger. He's got to go now. It's a stinger for those people.
1: Uh, I had him in my team up until about. Uh, 12 o'clock On Friday last week So I reversed the trades Thankfully uh, on, on the moose But yeah He was looking like A good option too I mean A safe 60 points But If uh, if you had to tell me To to pick a player That was going to get Suspended long term After these new Rule Not changes But new implications uh, Josh Maguire Was probably one of the First names I'd pick there Mate, uh, another
0: guy we've got on the cell I actually think I'm going to hold him uh, but I can under- understand both sides of the argument Josh Curran from the New Zealand Warriors uh, he's a guy that uh, he was named on the bench last week I sort of didn't have a choice so I sort of kept him in my sight he was on 60-odd with a heap of minutes to come got injured it was devastating for me because there wasn't many people that played him for you he's a
1: cell, is he? Death ride and Josh Curren since day one. I didn't get on him, and seeing him score every week, uh, it's been hurtful. But for me, for me personally, if I had him, I would sell him. As I'm playing round 13 differently. If anyone's going at that at that at that round 13 hard, like myself, uh, I'd be looking to move him on for another guy that plays. But if you're in a pretty good position overall and you can take the, the hit for a week, I'd probably look at holding him. Uh, another one from the Warriors, mate, Roger Tuavasashek. You and I were very surprised when we, we found out that he's owned by 7% of teams. That's a lot higher than I expected. The bloke's averaging 74, uh, but with his selflessness uh, in this Warriors team, happy to put his hand up to move around different positions to suit uh, Reese Walsh. I'm definitely not looking at holding him either.
0: Mate, there's not very often that you want to trade someone out in Supercoach because they're uh, too much of a good bloke, but this is
1: definitely the category, isn't it? And uh, Imagine saying a bloke that's averaging 75 on a year as a sell as well. Uh, it just shows you how stacked the, the fullback positions is, mate. Yesterday, I dropped uh, what if origin teams were picked on um, on Supercoach averages and the New South Wales bench had four fullbacks. So it just shows you how key that position is in Supercoach. So unfortunately, uh, Roger two of us, checks probably the, the least desirable one there. And, mate, I, I have no doubt Roger Shek, obviously, he's putting
0: the team first before himself. It uh, stinks of all blacks, doesn't it? It does, mate. It doesn't?
1: No, nothing says uh, pick me like being a selflessness player uh, in, in, a, in a squad. So I think Roger's very smart with what he's doing. He's obviously helping the team out and helping uh, the young rookies develop. But I think in the back of his mind, he knows exactly what he's doing. Mate, uh, let's move to captains for this
0: week. And it's an interesting round. Obviously, you've got the Penrith Panthers taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, For me, Nathan Cleary, he broke the record last week. I don't think I can consider him this week. I think we're both reasonably high on the South Sydney Rabbitohs pulling a bit of an upset here, aren't we?
1: Yeah, uh, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than uh, the bookmaker suggests. And and what I think a lot of people will suggest, I think if, if there's ever a time for Wayne Bennett to spoil the party, it could be this week. And... Look, I'm not going to begrudge people putting the captain on Cleary. Uh, I think he's a, he's a safe ha- pair of hands every week, but there's uh, there's one gun one gun fullback that you and I are both much more high on, and that is James Desco uh, in a very, very favorable matchup against the Brisbane Broncos. We saw what uh, Turbo did to them last week. We saw Ted, Teddy hit some form as well. So for me, uh, I'd be putting all my eggs in the James Desco basket for a second week in a row.
0: SCG, sunny afternoon. It's just got Teddy written all over it, doesn't
1: it? Oh, I feel sorry for Paul Albert Kelly if he's uh, a little bit off the uh, off the speed barrier and he's going to have to to go up against Teddy. Then that could be a nightmare. Well, yeah, just
0: a, a terrible start for him, isn't it? To have to go to the SCG with this team. That and you know what I like uh, right now. The Roosters are a dollar ten, mate. Could you imagine if they had their full squad? Uh, they be, might uh, be at about ninety eight cents. You
1: if you give money back, you'd be losing money to put it on them. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not against that. Look, I I think this game isn't going to be as, as big as what people suggest it will. I still think the Roosters will be comfortably, but uh, I think this might be one of the games where the scoreline gets away from the Broncos. We know how how much of an intensity the Broncos play with. And I think they might be a 40-minute a team this week, and then maybe the second half, it's, it's a bit of a Teddy Masterclass.
0: Mate, the other game that's got uh, upset written all over it for me, and I, uh, I know you're thinking on similar lines, of course, the Manly Seagulls, Parramatta Hills, 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Uh, Manly... I've got a good feeling about them here. And, you know, Tommy Turbo could be anything, couldn't
1: it? Definitely could be. Last game of the round, uh, Sunday Arvo. So we know what Tommy likes to do on Sunday Arvo. And, uh, yeah, this one this one could have upset written all over it too. Uh, they weren't tested too much last week, the Parramatta Eels. And they're up against a, a flying Seagull side with a with a fully fit fullback that um, is one of the best players in the game on his day. So, yeah, if, if there's another upset happening, it could be this one. It could be the Seagulls spoiling the Parramatta Eels too. Uh, quietly, have gone about their business, and, and and a nine and one for the season. Which um, look, I know they've been playing well, but I didn't think they were nine and one playing well. So it's uh, interesting. I think that's going to be one of the games that are round too.
0: Let me ask you this, mate if uh, if this Eels Manly game was at Brookvale, do you put Turbo on on top of Teddy then?
1: Oh, it's it's tough. This is a problem. Like, if anyone out here that, that doesn't play Supercoach and plays fantasy, they have the joys of of being able to captain multiple, multiple fullbacks. But uh, us super coaches were stuck with with the one and. As I said before, mate, it shows how crucial this fullback position is. And I think it shows how crucial captains are. Um, I had a pretty sensational week without captain clearing. I still went down. So it shows you how key uh, these captain choices are. If you told me you were going turbo, I wouldn't begrudge you. If you told me you were going Teddy, obviously I wouldn't be against that either. So I think this is one of those gut feel things personally. And it could go either way. You could look like like a genius or could look look like a full. Mate, we mentioned
0: uh, Teddy, the SCG, uh, his backyard, going to be flying. There's a few other guys in this side that I think you could consider. Obviously, Angus Crichton, he had a cracker last week. Another one, bit of a pod move, Sam Walker
1: against the Broncos, the team that let him go. Uh, Is there any interest here? Big interest, mate. If I could VC and see someone from the same side, I'd definitely be putting the VC on, uh, on Sam Walker. If you want to go even more pod, I wouldn't hate it on Matt Ikevalu. We just need mm. to get him over the try-line. Uh, preferably five times like he did last year as well. That'd be fantastic. Uh, but I think know on the head there, Angus Crichton, could be a decent option. And Victor Radley ball playing through the centre. Um, It's it's going to be a ballsy play, but definitely one that could pay off if Radley's on his uh, full form. Mate, we, we didn't mention
0: him in the buys, but he's definitely someone that I'm kind of considering are you looking at Radley at all
1: yeah looking at Radley huge mate Uh, I think he's less than 400k has a 40 odd break even so yeah if um, if I knew Radley wasn't going to be playing origin 100% I'd probably look at getting him in even though he doesn't play round 13 but who knows what Freddie's going to do with his uh, with his origin side
0: mate it could be anything and I I think this game this week I I just did a podcast on it this morning I mean South Sydney versus Penrith Panthers in Dubbo. I mean, this has like a city-country sort of feel to it. You've got Reynolds, you've got Walker going up against Cleary and Luai. You've got To'o out there. I, I think it'll be a big test for him, I have no doubt. As, as you've mentioned a few times to me that uh, Adam Reynolds, he'll definitely be testing him out in the air. I think he'll be going up against uh, Campbell Graham potentially. He's on the extended bench, so if he comes in, that could really be the big test for Brian To'o as far as uh, testing him in the air, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, that's the thing with, with Toto. You and I have spoke about this countless times as a Queensland fan. I'm kind of hoping they do pick uh, Brian Toto, just from the sheer fact that matchup up uh, from the high ball. I definitely want to see Xavier Coates jumping up against him with, with Daly Cherry Evans putting up some some pinpoint accurate crossfield kicks. And I mean, we did see him struggle with it a couple of weeks ago, and of course it was Xavier Coates on
0: that occasion, wasn't it? It was, mate. And that's the game that the Panthers probably struggled the most. So I think that's the that's the key to unlock them. It's, uh, there's been reports this week, too, of, of course, Latrell Mitchell coming back. I think he's going to have an absolute blinder this week. I think he's well aware that Freddie will be watching this game very closely. I, I read a report this morning that he went back to Redfern training yesterday as part of the full-time squad, and they they had a pretty intense session from what I've gathered. They essentially played a game of footy against the Reggies, and they reckon that he almost put Stephen Masters through the fence. So I'm really excited to see Latrell Mitchell return on the biggest stage against these Penrith Panthers. It could be anything.
1: I'm just, I'm just hoping Wayne Bennett plays uh, Latrell which lived the centers for three games, just so we can get him back there next year. Uh, it's, it's killing me not having him, a guy that's so destructive. But as a draft owner, that's definitely what I want to be hearing from him playing with uh, a lot of intensity.
0: Mate, fingers crossed we can climb up those rankings once again. Uh, I'm sure you would have been di- would have been disappointed when you when you when you got the red arrow last week.
1: Oh, not dis- I think disappointment has has well and truly set sail when you captain Tedesco for a twenty and and buying Zach Lomax. Yeah, you sort of lose lose all feeling. But just more shock than anything to, to score as well as I did without captaining Cleary. I didn't realize how many people would have captained him. And yeah, I was I was nearly going to bet uh, bet my firstborn child that I'd move up in the rankings. But going down a couple of places, we we've said this plenty of times on the podcast. Mate, round thirteen is where I'm going to try and hit hard. So as long as we can be competitive until then. Mate,
0: I'm going to leave you there, but I'll tell you what: the more I look at Sam Walker with the C next to his name, the more I'm liking <laughs> it. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm pitching a little tent over here. I don't mind it. Oh, get, get
1: around it, mate. Get around it.
0: Have a great weekend, brother. We'll talk to you next week.
1: You too, mate.